You are listening to the Solid-ish Marriage Podcast. We are Scott and Betsy Neismer. We are marriage therapists, and we made this podcast to offer some reprieve from the expectation that you're supposed to be perfectly solid in your marriage all the time, because that is not the case. Solid-ish is all about being honest with the garbage in our stories and how taking the risk to be totally real and vulnerable with each other in the middle of that actually makes things a lot better. In today's episode, we have the honor and privilege of listening to Lauren and Corey Plockmeyer's marriage story. And we are going to just jump right into the middle of our conversation. So here we go. And that's yeah. the stage of, mm. of life that we're in right now. We have two elementary school kids, mm-hmm. 10 and 5. And so we're in the thick of it this is that these are the years that are going to be a blur i think yeah. you know a couple years from now so <laughs> last month is a blur. <laughs> it's just a blur and so right. we just go uh, you know there are there are our conversations that we start and then never finish because they are interrupted yep. and so and it's very rare that it's just the two of us in the car together and so yeah, yeah driving here it was like, well, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm assuming we're doing this. And well, I was assuming we were doing that. And I like, laughed and I said, wait, is what? this what the podcast is going to be about? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> Marriage when parenting adolescence and being tired all the time and like mm-hmm. trying to find times to connect and communicate, <laughs> just communicate, you know? Yeah. Um, I love that too. Cause uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that can relate to like, yes. it's just difficult to start the conversation. Yes. Let alone finish the conversation because you keep getting interrupted we, all the um, time. We commonly will go back to how I met your mother and refer to that's future Corey and Lauren's problem. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they have it all figured out. Their marriage is perfect. Uh-huh. Future Corey and Lauren, they right are on. perfect. Right but, uh, we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I like that she said, right. like, it's it, yes, it was a mess. It is a mess. And that carries no effect on our commitment to each other. Absolutely. Mm. That's, that's been that's been true from the beginning, Corey and I are not quitters. Um, we are uh, hopelessly, helplessly stubborn for each other. Aww. And so, um, yeah, it's How, even in the really hard stuff, we we dig in deep and we go, we're in it. Tell me how you know that about each other, that no matter what, like for Corey, no matter what, Lauren is there for me. And for Lauren, no matter what, I know Corey's here. Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that hit me was when we first got to know each other and we had this sort of whirlwind romance, right? Like we met, started dating and got engaged in about eight weeks total. Yeah. Whoa. Who? Crazy pants. It was, it was crazy. It <laughs> wow. drove our friends and uh, pretty nuts. Um, <laughs> what are they you were guys like, doing? What's happening? Yeah. We have, we have concerns. And yes. then when they yeah. saw us together, they were like, oh no, we get it. Yeah. Right. That makes, that checks out. That concerns makes sense. And, later. and we've now been married for uh, almost 12 years. Almost 12 years. Ew. And like, just more committed now than ever, right? I think that's mm. uh, more in love now than ever. Mm. And I think... So hold on. People just say that. <laughs> like, I'm more in love with her now than ever. Well, it's... Do you mean that? I do. I do. I think there's a depth to the relationship that grows over time. It's nice. a litmus test, man. Like, yeah. we've we've put in the work. And so it's like you've got... you've. The proof is there. The proof is in the pudding that you've, <laughs> you've made it through Which, the trails so of those So where does paths. that proof come from? 
uh, life, um, <laughs> conflict and resolution. Exactly. And exactly. Life experience, yeah. navigating and trauma right, together key, and like, ding all dong, of that. Key lesson number one. <laughs> yes, Scott. Which, normally I don't do that in the episodes, but we're doing it Let's right now. Let's do it. Ding <laughs> dong. <laughs> key lesson number the witch one. Is dead. The commitment and the deeper love comes out of conflict. Mm-hmm. It does yeah. not come from, hey, it's been great the whole time. And as a result of us doing marriage awesome, we are now more confident in our commitment to each other. For That's sure. not where it conflict, comes from. Conflict, I'm going to add a little bit. Conflict and, and the choice afterwards to choose your person, to go back to the relationship, not to go sit in your room and be quiet and let time, quote unquote, heal. Yeah this situation it's we have conflict and we're choosing to go back to each other and work through it like you said the resolution mm-hmm. of that is so important amen but i think if, I, i'm actually going to push back on you scott a little bit if i can do that <gasps> yeah not that i'm an expert on you know like, i'll just tell you you're you, wrong later that's, that's all right good. <laughs> that's good i think i mean don't get me wrong we absolutely need those those moments of conflict but I would say that, and yes, it's that that moment of after saying we're still in, we're still committed. I guess so. There's part of me, and maybe this is the the pastor heart in me that I've just known people who live in perpetual conflict. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. and there's and that's where right. we get conflict absent of repair. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. is the absence of repair, yes. and yes. that's really hard. Yeah. I also though would say that it's more than just conflict. That it's it's shared experience Mm -hmm. of not necessarily conflict with one another but conflict externally and to resolve together like you said life navigating that trauma of life together Mm -hmm. and and that's what builds those deeper bonds is trust that that other person has your back exactly and And you you can't lean on each other you can't experientially know that and by that i mean there's your frontal lobe, which which has all the tips and tricks and knowledge. Yes, I understand. Corey will be there for me if I get in a fight with a parent or whatever is happening in life, right? Something happens. I can go to him. Yep. But you don't know that in the recesses of your bones <laughs> until you actually experience it exactly. and experience mm-hmm. him afterwards showing up for you. What does that actually look and feel like? Yeah. Yeah, until it happens. Until mm. it happens. And so that's mm-hmm. that's that litmus test is, yeah. is that shared. So yeah, to, to kind of circle back, that's, I know I love him more now because we have that mm-hmm. that history together than that we didn't have eight weeks into dating mm. and then yeah. being engaged. <laughs> so, right, right. We, you know? we had the hope of that. Right, yeah. and and I think I, think I saw, I, I saw, um, clues to that in those eight weeks right um, oh it what, was not can you be specific sure what clues absolutely did you see well I vetted him pretty hardcore so mm. I I <laughs> went to friends and family and said tell me about this guy and who is he and and asking those tough questions and then I I asked him those tough questions too I love it and hashtag um, smart dating yeah right <laughs> you know get their references do the <laughs> right, yeah right. research right. can you do the job it's really I think Facebook a lot, stock it's really easier now I <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't like that 12 years ago. It yeah. Just, it's changed quite a bit. But, um, but yeah, so you get the, the hints of that, the clues of that and, and, and have those, those conversations of, you know, famously now, one of the things that I told him is, you know, I've got stuff to do. I mean, this is great. And I, mm. I love dating you, but mm. 
I am not going to date you for three years. Like if mm. this isn't going anywhere, I need to know now because yeah. I need a reason to stay. Otherwise I'm going to go do other stuff. And he said, you have a reason to stay. Yeah. And Ooh. that's a gauntlet to drop. And yeah. then, you that know, is. and then it's early on. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, can I, I slow this down? Because I want to know what that was like for you, Corey. Well, I think so much of it for me, one of the best examples from that sort of vetting process that I think of, there was a, a mutual, there was a friend that I had known in high school that you knew sort of through a network later on in life that your mom worked with her. And she went to this friend and said, hey, tell me more about this Corey Plockmeyer guy. Mm -hmm. And what was reported to you was, uh, Corey's really passionate. And it was sort of with that that note of (laughs) hesitation of- Passionate. um, And and I think- We're taking a negative quality and trying to spin it positive real hard. And and I think (laughs) underneath that was, I had long been, so I grew up in a household in which my, my parents, my brother and my sister all married their high school sweetheart. Uh, Every single one of them married the person they were dating in high school. And so I spent a pretty good chunk of my life wondering why that hadn't happened. And I had also Mm. spent uh, my like high school years going, well, this person is going to be the person I'm going to marry, which that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the end result of that was I was sort of always looking for the person whose passion for me matched my passion for them. Yes. Like Ooh, I, cause yeah. it was always like, I'm ready to be all in. Like, cause I know nice. that this could be anybody. It could be the person you start dating when you're 17 years old. Yeah. Right. right. And, and that was, it was unhealthy in a lot of ways that I've since unpacked and learned from, but mm-hmm. meeting and meeting Lauren mm-hmm. immediately, it was really evident. Like this is somebody who a is just really passionate about life and really passionate about Jesus and really passionate about justice and really passionate about, about uh, seeing a bigger picture of the world and how things could be. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that was very quickly matched by sort of a, a, a passion and, and, and passion sounds way too sexual and I don't mean it that way, <laughs> but, a, but a, a commitment to me and, a, and an excitement about uh, me yeah. that matched my excitement for her. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And, and I think that was part, a lot of it for me of why I knew immediately, like this is somebody who she's all in on me and I can, I want to, I want to be all in on her. And yeah. mm-hmm. so that was really, that's it was cool. easy to make that. that I love leap. that. Yeah. So I, I, wow. Like I like I like this. That, okay, there's hints of what can be. There's all this potential. There's stuff that imbues real hope inside of us. And then we have real life experience coming in to confirm that. And like what we were talking about before, what came to my mind was this like beautiful trifecta of confidence. Knowing that you, my spouse, have experienced my darkness because I have been my real self with you and seeing that like, okay, you have seen my darkness experience that and you still choose me. That is an enormous amount of confidence. Then I have seen your darkness because you are also being real with me and I still choose you. And then together we have experienced the darkness of life and we still choose each other. Even with that, it's like, that's Mm. awesome. I love that. That's so powerful. And I want to know what are those stories, the darkness within yourselves or of life that, that made that all a reality. I, I think for me, I go back to early 2021. Uh, I mean, 2020 was awful, right? And we sure. all we all know that, and yeah. had been a really, really 
awful, awful season. Uh, and then in t- the beginning part of 2021, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told, no, this the direction that you've been leading our church is not the direction that we think we need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. And that was really hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, going to the meetings that led up to the eventual decision that this is what's going to happen. Mm. Those were some of our hardest arguments because we were mm. fighting with each other about how best to fight with the world. Oh, yeah. That's Ugh. a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. We're fighting with each other about how best to fight with the world. Yeah. It, it really rocked us. And I think because it was so all encompassing, not just in our roles in our marriage, but our roles in our family mm-hmm. and roles professionally in the community. Mm-hmm. And um, he is out front. Mm. He is the, the mouthpiece for our family, for our marriage, for our community. Mm-hmm. And um, I am in that back seat, but I'm going, we didn't always agree on how to move forward in that. Mm. And there were some very verbal, loud <laughs> discussions about that. And we would just be yelling. And And I yep. so struggled with how to be supportive and uplifting while still trying to get my point across in that and, and have him feel like I wasn't just criticizing him. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't a problem with him. It was a problem with the exterior and yes. it was yeah. really hard. Ugh. Well, and I think that so much of that was often you felt voiceless in that process mm. because I was mm. the one being called to meet with the elders right. Yes, right. and I'm the one being called to meet with the board of the church. Yeah. Yep. And Lauren and, is not present in those right. conversations. Quote unquote, just the pastor's wife. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, rough, and so yeah. throughout that, it was like I would do my best to say this is what happened, this is what went down, this is the conversation that was had, this is what I said, this is what they said. Right. And and then you inevitably would say, well, did you say this? Did you say that? And, and uh-huh. you always had better responses. And you also have a little bit more of a burn it all down impulse than I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True story. And so you were ready to just yeah, sort girl. of go, let's just... You know, your response would be just go and fire the people who are giving you a hard time. Mm. Yeah. Or go public. Or go public with it and share some of this stuff. And and I would be like, no, no, we need to. He's far more diplomatic than Mm. I am. Yeah, yeah. So, Corey, at at any point, because Lorna was hearing you say that, okay, I want to be heard and I want to say the stuff that's inside of me, but also I'm really afraid that all of that stuff is going to land for Corey as. I'm criticizing you or like, I don't think you are doing a good job or good enough or something like that. And I'm wondering, Corey, did you ever pick up on those messages? Did it feel like that sometimes? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's why it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the the discussions got so hard. Yeah. Right. Because it (laughs) felt like I'm doing Uh everything I can to try to save my job and try to save, not to be the savior of the church because that's Christ's job. But this was really a question about the, the, fundamental direction the church was going yeah. Yeah. one that really had to do with are we going to be caring and concerning about those who don't yeah. yet know jesus which right. <laughs> newsflash is the point of the church <laughs> right. but, it, but it, i hear you yeah. like i'm trying everything that i can for the church i'm trying everything that i can for me for you for our family and i'm still getting that message from you of you're not doing this right wow. you're not doing enough mm-hmm. and I, I think that's it was never not well maybe a little bit not enough but you're not doing it right yeah Absolutely, yeah. was part of the yeah. was was sure. often what I what I felt and yeah. would, I mean so I would, how, how how would you respond to that in the moment? 
not in healthy ways. <laughs> of course which is, not. Which is what this, this podcast is, is for. There were definitely better moments where we could sort of get through that that fight and argument and mm-hmm. and come back and sort of right. step step back from each other and look at each other and say, okay, I know, yeah. I know that's not what you're saying. This is what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a handful of moments where I, I, I said, what you're saying to me right now feels like the same thing that I'm being mm. told by somebody else. And that's really hurtful. And, yeah. Yes. Um, right on. There were, there yeah. were definitely where times where I identified it was like it was the same visceral reaction where I was sort of mapping Lauren's words onto things that other people yeah. were saying. Yes. Oh, great way yes. to say that. Yeah, I I yeah. actually really like that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm coding her. I'm mapping her as the same people who are trying to rip me apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, in yes, working, in working with our couples, uh, we say that like when when <coughs> the other person hits our raw spot, we cannot help but wrap them in the monster suit. Yes. Right. It's like our. I love that. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like our raw spot makes us do that because you feel so scary to me right now. Right. Like, and so even therefore, though, even though in my frontal lobe, right, all that logic, all the tips and tricks I have in my brain are there, that goes right out the window when my fear, right, right the fight right. flight response Literally shows up, you. and the person who's supposed to be there is showing themselves as unsafe and scary. So, Lauren, what would you do? When when Lauren uh, when Lauren when Corey <laughs> when, when Corey would be like why are you hating on me like this what was your reaction to that well we do tend to sort of validate a lot in our oh. sort of I'm coming at you because of this mm-hmm. or I'm okay. I'm saying this because of this right and on. so that was definitely something that we both communicated in the moment mm. right mm. I'm you're triggering this feeling of inadequacy. Yeah. When you say this to me, Corey, yeah. when yeah, Corey would I, say, when you say this to me, it makes me feel like uh-huh. when this person said this yes. to me, yeah. you're triggering that insecurity in me, that Which inadequacy yeah. in me. Ding That's dong. awesome. Key yeah. point number two right there. That's great. <laughs> right? Take it away, Dr. Scott. Stay vulnerable. <laughs> Stay vulnerable. Right? What yeah. is actually the rest of the story inside? And oh, that's so hard okay. to do in that so moment. You, so you hear that from Corey. Absolutely. And that does, that does what for you? Well, it it leads me to then say, you know, I am coming at this because I am feeling voiceless. I am feeling powerless. Mm. I am feeling like I have, I'm not in control. And that feeling of control and safety and security is such a huge um, love language for me. I mean, that's, that's really a, a, it's a a vital need. need. It's a need for me. It is. It is. And it it was a very vulnerable place to be in. And I, and I said, that's where, you know, a lot of this is coming from. And so, yeah, Yeah. we would sort of almost diagnose that in the moment too. So so. guys, seriously, this is like for every couple listening, like this is exactly what we want for couples to do is like, okay, have the fight say the crap whatever's there but then somebody takes the risk and gets vulnerable and goes deep that vulnerability is contagious and so mm-hmm. the other person is like whoa you went deep i kind of want to go deep on my stuff too so now i can say that back to you and now we're having a brand new conversation right so so we kind of explain it with this cycle that pops up vulnerability begets vulnerability and protection begets protection so if I'm protected I'm not going to show my vulnerable self to Scott that's going to hurt him even though all I'm doing is trying to protect myself from the pain and then he sees my protection and says I got that too (laughs) you're dangerous that's not okay so he's going to protect himself right Mm -hmm. and in that kind of 
ping pong effects until one of us decides, no, you know what? Like you said, Corey, this is where it's hitting me right now. I'm coding you as this dangerous person who XYZ said, and that's hitting me really deep. Yeah. And, and I think though, one of the, one of the hard parts about it and what's hitting is that word until, first of all, that A, it's not always an immediate thing. It's not. Right. It can take hours or days or yes. weeks. And especially though, when at the end of the day, we're responding to an external stimulus. Because at the end of the day, one, like, one of us has to go into that meeting yep. and have that conversation. And there yeah. were times where literally my response was, if you have this issue, you call up the chair of the elders and you set the meeting with yes. And you say <laughs> what you need to say because yep. I am trying my best. And yes. if you feel like I'm not doing enough, you go do it yourself. Yep. I love that. And I think there was the reality was that we could acknowledge each other's vulnerability and recognize that there were ways that we were communicating and in unhealthy ways and acknowledge that we were responding out of pain. And yet, it didn't change the fact that that baseline of stress and being stretched thin and needing to do really hard life mm. still yeah. had to happen. And so mm-hmm. what I, I think one of the things that if I can have a life lesson for your <laughs> ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> life lesson, <laughs> I love it. Repair doesn't always mean that everything is great. Right. In that Amen. moment. Right. Because yes. Because we felt, like, yeah, we're we're fighting together, but it didn't mean that it was like, oh, our marriage is as the best, you know, like I'm, I'm right. super happy in my life right now. Right. Yeah. This is gross, but it's not worthless. Yeah. And right. that's right. And that's huge because we get that confused so, so often, right? Especially in the immediate payback world. It's like, hey, if, I, if I'm doing something meaningful, I should feel better. We should be communicating better. No, we're still communicating like shit. And that was the right thing to do. Yes. And if this were a movie, you'd get that immediate, the next scene would right? be an immediate resolution mm-hmm. and yeah. the credits would roll and exactly. everybody would walk out of the theater You guys going, are having makeup so sex great. at least so two happy. minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there never was makeup sex <laughs> because, because it was straight to the meeting. Yes. Which then meant coming home and saying, hey, by the way, yep, they're moving forward and they're going to fire me. Yes. Like that was yeah. like, uh, so instead of, and, and can I say that the unhealthy expectations from movies did continue to be one of the hard things for me personally to carry mm. because it was kind of like, there were times where I was like, where's my makeup sex? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. instead of having yeah. makeup sex, I lost my job. Right. Yes. And, and then now it's this like, carries into more stress hell? that carries into less of a sense of <laughs> yeah. security and, and feeling oh, safe man. and secure and in that place where Amen. we like there it was, is no pause button life so keeps real. going yeah. and there's yeah. there's real schedules and conflict so and everything else and I, I, what i love about that is it, it kind of points to okay in the moment what i'm doing is does that matter to me is it meaningful not uh i'm only going to do this provided that i get some sort of future reward for it mm. right it's I not like transactional that. that way. Yeah. And so when that meeting did come and he came home, because I, if I can say, I think grief and the grieving process is not linear and, and you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. But Corey had sort of become more... Um, I had accepted it. You had accepted it earlier than I had. Oh, I, I, had, yes. I had seen the writing on the wall you, probably three, four months in advance <laughs> and, yeah. and just sort of said, this is what's going to end up happening. This that is, makes sense. This is, yeah, you had come to that feeling of acceptance yeah. far earlier than I did. But when it came to that day and you did have that meeting and said, yes, we are going to begin this transition, it was almost this complete switch in me that I went, 
okay. Yeah. Like it was sort of that resolution, that resolve. That makes right? sense to me. And mm-hmm. then it became that process of, I need to lean in on you now. Like yeah. We lean in on each other and, and cover each other. Yeah. And Which makes sense. Cause like, as long as there's a fight to be fought, then I'm going to fight it passionately because it's worth it. But as soon as it's done, well, then it's done. Yeah. yeah. There's no right more on. fight. Yeah. And I think in that, then it became real. One of those, one of the things that we've always valued in our marriage is play to our strengths. Uh, we have, we have different mm. strengths. We're wired differently. Mm-hmm. We, in so many ways, our marriage is not a, traditional household lauren we're gonna install a ceiling fan later today this weekend lauren will be the one doing the electrical wiring and i'll cook dinner love it uh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's life at our house because that's awesome. our strengths i love it uh, yeah. but our it was, first two years of marriage though it was more traditional and it was a train wreck right. yeah. you sucked. tried you tried oh, to be the 50s man. housewife <laughs> i was yeah. not good at it right we had a popular marriage but not our marriage yes no yeah, yeah. so we really made that's, it our own that's a great topic and, and I, for another that's time that's a different <laughs> podcast yeah. but seriously I love that. Though. Yeah. But I think that that like once that decision was made, it allowed in some ways that opened the door again for us to go back to the rhythm that we had known because immediately I was going to the meeting where that was what was officially going to be decided. And your words were, and I needed this. Do not agree to anything uh. tonight mm. because you do not make a commitment about what this exit looks like without me. And then from there on, you were the one who set up the conversations that led to the negotiations about the, uh, about the transition and everything else that went with that. And that was really, again, Lauren is a much better negotiator and uh, that's one of her strengths. Uh, And, and even though it was really scary for me to do the negotiating, but it was all because of the things that Lauren had equipped me and uh, really helped Mm. me be able to do and say. Which in hearing that, what I appreciate is how, like lots of relationships out there, the guy would be like, no, that like, you stepping in and helping me and, and like kind of leading that conversation plays on my insecurities like crazy. Mm-hmm. And all my other guy friends would be like, come on, man, grow up here. What the hell? Yeah. Right? And, and you guys are like, no, I know who I am. I know who you are. And I'm good with that. I should so be able, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of shit in my own head. I should be able to negotiate this. This is my job. This is my role. I yeah. should be able to <laughs> da, 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 right? I learned a long time ago. <laughs> well, and That's Corey's, fantastic. That but Corey's great. strength in that is that he can take something that is direct or combative or a little bit more on the nose and he can soften it and sweeten mm. it and make it more gentle right. ah. and filled right. with grace and right. diplomacy. Whereas Lauren's like, no. I'm going to escalate this. And that's how <laughs> things get done, right? Yeah. Because you've yeah. got to be able to sweeten it so that people are more receptive to it. Amen. If you come at them fighting, they're not going to be receptive to that. They'll put their shields up. So yeah. that yeah. is truly playing to our strengths is... Yeah, I him taking that. my words and making them nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's but I want to make sure to say, I think you sort of undervalue something that I have learned is that I am often too nice. I am often too hopeful that sweetening it, presenting it right, navigating mm-hmm. it right, playing mm-hmm. politics right is is equated to good leadership quote unquote mm. and and you have one of the things i've learned from you over the course of our marriage is that sometimes you do just need to blow shit up yeah <laughs> and, and just call people out on their call bullshit. people out right. let I it mean, burn the yeah. other a couple weeks ago we sold an item in our house and it was a pretty significant item to sell and the guy came to buy it and he was looking at it and it had been a long day you were exhausted 
you didn't want to have anything to do with this. Mm. And so I was doing all the stuff with him, talking to him, and he tried to lowball me by oh man, like he he tried he offered like seventy five percent of what we were asking. Oh dear. And I just went, um, um, hold on, let me go get my wife. Right on. And so you. And so then I came downstairs and I shook the guy's hand and he gave me his reasoning for why. And I said, well, you know, I kind of counterpoint, point counterpoint on that. And I said, well, meet me halfway. And he looked at me, looked at the unit, looked back at me. And I said, come on. I said, I'll even throw in a big, strong guy to help you out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, she got a deal. And I was okay, nice. there you go. So right on. saved herself a couple hundred bucks. But there's definitely, a, I mean, early in our marriage, I would not have done that. Yeah. Right? Because I would have had that like, oh, I need to take care of it. Right. I need to do it myself. And, yeah. and not that we're by any means perfect at that, right? Like We set that from the beginning. Right. We're not perfect. That's, that's we and established that right away. We're not perfect <laughs> and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But I do think there's a reality that I know I still have to fight against which is sort of a uh, reward transactional basis of relationship Mm -hmm. that there is still that part of me that goes, well, I did all of these things. Shouldn't that mean this? Yeah. Mm. Whatever this may be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is still something that even 12 years on, and as much as we have built that, you know, ever more solid foundation of trust and love and commitment, there is still that part of me that I recognize within myself is that default. You're saying that, okay, it's, it's not like secure attachment and, and you know, this, this better and better foundation that we're building over time makes all of our raw spots disappear. And so like all of these old trainings and whatnot are now a non-factor. It's that, okay, those things may be reduced over time, but what we are doing well is we are showing up for each other right. and holding each other in that space really well. Like I, I can have a raw spot and kind of my raw spot get all over you. And I know that that's not going to like blow you up or make you run away or make you throw me out of the house. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's, huge. A, there's a lot of freedom and grace in that. Yeah. And I think talking through that and giving space for that is important because if we don't, then that raw spot just gets, yeah. you know, just right. covered up. And, right. Exactly. You know, no, not allowed. Leaves over it. Let it. Exactly. You know. Which is like, and I told, I was totally hearing that it, like Corey, you were saying that, yeah, early on in our marriage, first couple of years, we hadn't had time to build that foundation of trust yet. There was the hope of it, but it wasn't there yet. And so we couldn't really stand on that. So yeah, I was more insecure about da 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 But now that I've got to be insecure in front of you and you handle that okay, like show up for me, hold me in that. Well, now I don't really have any qualms about being insecure in front of you. Therefore, the insecurities start to go away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I feel like though I, uh, if I can say it bluntly, I feel like I just shared something that I don't often verbalize. And I I would just love your response Mm. to the wanting it to be transactional, the expectations of 1950s, you know, housewife-ish. So oftentimes in these non-traditional roles when, you know, I share, well, my husband cooks dinner every night. What's the thing that every woman is going to tell me? (gasps) Does he have a brother? Yeah, you parry, right. and, so and I say lucky. I married well above my station, and and then Corey <laughs> will go, "That's not true," and you know, <laughs> but it's but it's seen as this very valued thing in a way that you know 
installing a ceiling fan maybe isn't. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I think if I can say, I think that's actually one of the things that I will own my stuff, and that sometimes that can get to my head if I'm not careful. Yeah. Oh, like your ego a little bit there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that that totally will play into fantasy. Uh, right. It's like, hey, I'm hot stuff. I should be treated accordingly. Yes. Yeah. I will. I I feel like I need to own that, yeah. and that's something that I don't. I feel like I don't name because I recognize it's unhealthy and that it's not reality and it's not true. Yeah. But it because it's it's and it's it's not true. It's unhealthy and it's still there. Yeah, which, <laughs> which I love. That's and that's why I heard you asking Lauren of like, what is it like for you, Lauren, to know that I, Corey, still wrestle with this. Yes. Yeah. I still love you anyway. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that that is a conflict. I, and I hear that. And I've actually, <laughs> when now when people say, oh, you are so lucky, I go, yeah, he is too. That's <laughs> <laughs> a much better response. <laughs> yeah, he is too. I love it. And, uh, you know, but, but yeah, I, I know that that is a real thing and I acknowledge that. And the, the answer to, people feeding your ego is not, well, then I need to cut you down to size, right? Mm -hmm. The answer to people saying you're so great is not me not telling you you're so great because gosh, Mm. I think you're so great too, you know? And so that is still valid and important. Um, And I would argue actually that it's more important if your wife is telling you that than, you know, the random lady at the grocery store. But, um, (laughs) you know, and so, and, and so I still, want to validate that with within you as mm. well what matters more to me is is not the random coworker who thinks you're so lucky because your husband cooks dinner but playing to our strengths is what matters to me because mm. you you are emotionally present for our children in a way that i just am not mm. you are you have an ability to connect to people that has always blown me away. Mm. And you have the ability to just be in the moment in a way that I don't. And you have the ability to have that passion for the way the world should be to kick my butt in gear when I'm like, well, it's okay. We can just take the slow road. And you're like, no, like wait just a damn minute. (laughs) And, And I need that. And so like ultimately those are not always the things that people are going to be like, Oh, you're so lucky because you know, and, and I should say, I do have lots of people who over the years who have told me how lucky I am because, uh, they've been led in worship by you or because they felt compassionately cared for by you when their pastor was not always as empathetic as he needed to be. And (laughs) and you were the one who was super just empathetic and there with them. So if it's all right, I want to, I want to jump in and call out. So more than I think any other episode that we've done so far, you guys naturally are complimenting each other back and forth almost this whole time. It's really cool to see. And I think that's remarkable because like, because like as I've been sitting here listening to you, I've been hearing kind of between the lines, like, man, these guys are so confident that the other person recognizes them as beneficial, as good. Like they know that they matter to the other person. Yes. Like, you know, like we play to our strengths and you guys say that all the time to each other and you mean it. Hey, you're really good at this. Hey, you're amazing at this. You remind each other. Hey, like this is why you matter to me and you are this, right? Like that's, that's just so powerful in creating that, 
And it's beautiful to watch just sitting here with you guys. It's really cool to see you guys. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think it's really important. And and this is something that was modeled to me by my parents um, as well. But we really operate on a team mentality. Um, Mm. And we and we verbalize that with each other, too. Mm -hmm. Um, We remind each other of that as well, that we are a team and we work together. Mm. And, um, you know, it's it's the best piece of advice that I could give to newlywed couples is Ding that <laughs> uh, is, is that when you fight, not if you fight, but when you fight, Amen. ensure that you are fighting for that person, right. not at that person. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that we will then also verbalize, you know, and I think that's part of that and that analyzing as we're fighting, as we're in conflict, um, yeah. that yeah. we're saying, I'm coming at this because of this. Right. Yeah. Um, you're going deeper into yeah. what which, is this really which about? can be really hard to do in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so when we're fighting, it's, I am fighting for you because I know that you can do this, or mm. I know that we are better than this, or I yeah. know I it's, it's a, non-negotiable that we're not going to come out of this on the other side. We will be together on the other side of this conflict. Yeah. That's like not mm. even in the realm of right. possibility in either that. of our minds. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause it, like we, at the very beginning, the messiest part of the conflict, it may sound like we're really not fighting for each other, no. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. but by the end of it, that's what we're going to be doing. Right. Yes. And so if that understanding is already there, from the outset of we will get through this. Yeah. Yeah. It's going it, to, I don't know how long it'll take. I don't know how messy it's going to take, yeah. you know, how yeah. bloody the, the bloodshed <laughs> will be, you know, <laughs> on the battlefield, but we will get through this. And mm. so not in any way to undercut the very real sense in which like I know and trust that Lauren loves me and is committed to me and that we are in this 100%. I think there's a reality that life is life right now we're in a season as we were talking about in the beginning is really busy and frankly kind of overwhelming yeah and it doesn't always feel like we have this you know marriage that's really complementing each other well and all of the wonderful nice things you just said like yeah well we get so little time for just the two of us yep Yeah. yeah and and we get reminders of that when we have I mean, there are no children around right now as we're recording this podcast. So we can have these conversations when we have, it's so rare with, with two children that we, that we are able to go on vacation, just the two of us, or even just have time around the house, just the two of us. And and you're right though. Like when we're in the middle of the grind, compliments are a lot less natural. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a reality that despite that grind that we, again, we don't know how long it'll take. We don't know when that will change, but we know that will always come through it on the other side. Right. Yeah. Right. It's important. Uh, you, you don't rest your laurels on, okay, yeah, this is hard, but it'll get easier. You still have to have a hand on the steering wheel and it's important to check in with each other and, mm-hmm. and have those moments. And, and I think there have been, you know, we're not, we're not perfect at this by any means, but I think it is more than just a morning together. It's gotta be, we, we have to take time, just the two of us to get away, you know, mm. after that yeah. season of really tough yeah. stuff in um, early 2021, yeah. we got, we fled to the hills, just the two of us. And um, yeah. like, you know, had a, a tiny house in the hills of Ohio and <laughs> literally uh, fled lit- to the hills, literally That's fled fantastic. to the hills and, and had really intentional like mm. time, just the two of us yeah. to right. process through Cause everything. Cause when, when life itself doesn't hand you rest, then you have to have the discipline of rest. You have to find those ways to just keep 
Mm. showing up for each other even when life just Mm. keeps going Mm. showing up for each other i love that out of everything that we've talked about so far what's really really grabbing my mind is the reality that first couple of years we did not get to have a foundation to stand on we had the hope of it but not the reality of it simply because we haven't had enough experience of the crap and the darkness yeah because I don't get to be confident that you're going to be there for me after the darkness until we go through the darkness. And that's what I see you guys, like that's what afforded you where you are now is we are going to go through the darkness before we get all this super confidence because, you know, we've got some realistic hope. We've got courage to be real through the shit. And lo and behold, we're there for each other through the shit. And so now we get this foundation of trust that makes the shit that much easier to go through, right? Because it's like positive feedback loop. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's important to note. We have impact on each other and how are we going to use that impact? Right. Mm. Not only are our lives inextricably intertwined, but like I could not i i can't imagine life without you no and i can't imagine that that. what separating our hearts would even how Mm. that could even be possible because it's it's all so intertwined and i am Mm. who i am because of you yeah okay only cheesy because it's been abused but that was real you meant that yes well, thank you guys for being on our podcast. Thank and, you. And yes, being vulnerable, taking us. this step. Well, thanks so much for having yes, us, you guys. You. I am yeah. a super fan of the podcast. And so it's, it's, I was very super honored that fan. you asked us to do this. And I'm glad that we could make it happen. Yeah. Thank you. Their story is such a great example of how we need experience, not just knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what creates such beautiful intimacy in relationships and especially marriages. Here, here. And if you want more of this, make sure to like our podcast. Uh, and if you want us to cover any particular topics in the future, please comment. Uh, or you can actually email me directly with your suggestions. Scott at hopetherapy.info. Uh, but otherwise, thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.